Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, Grumpy slips in some car-related topics, our favourite game shows and lots of listener feedback. Now, Lippy. Yes. Hello. We survived DIY Sunday. We did, with no injuries and only a couple of minor issues that were resolved. Yes, something to do with the uh, wrong wood size being delivered. We got around that. Yes, thankfully, it wasn't technically my fault. No, it wasn't your fault at all. I probably should have double-checked that they they delivered what I ordered, but... That's not the sort of thing I would do, so... uh, But anyway, we ended up with the hole covered in, no injuries, and just in time to watch the Grand Prix. Yes, we did. Which was quite spectacular, I have to say. And anyone who thinks we shouldn't be having halos on cars must be going, no, I'm wrong. Yeah, he wouldn't have had a head. Almost certainly not, no. Uh, I do remember there was an incident in the 80s, I think it is, with Martin Brundle. And a car went over the top of his car. And there was a tyre mark on his helmet. So he came very close to uh, being squidged. Scary stuff. Anyway, we've had quite a lot of feedback over the last week from various Ooh, people, which is really hi. good to really good to have. Yep. So Minnie Matt tagged me on Facebook about the survivorship bias that we talked about and the World War II mm. bomber returning and flipping the what bits do we strengthen. And there's a very, very complicated page it leads to where somebody is <laughs> saying that the gentleman who is accredited with the survivorship bias. Not all what it seems, so there's a bit of a myth going on. So that's Abraham Wald. I've read it, and there's an awful lot of equations in there, which I do not understand (laughs) at all. So I'm going to have another go at reading it and maybe come back next week and try and make some sense of it. But uh, thank you for tagging me, Minnie Matt. That was very interesting, even if it didn't make any sense. (laughs) Orange Marshall 2, I uh, dropped a comment round. He works for Highways England, so he was particularly interested in the dirty ah. signs. And he so said, we know are... who to blame. For well, dirty only side. if it's motorways. <laughs> and thinking about it, I don't recall seeing a dirty motorway sign. I've never seen a motorway sign that I couldn't read. So yeah, I guess exactly. That's a... um, I that's noticed on then. the way to and from yours on Sunday there was a lot in the forests where obviously the sun doesn't shine very often. And they get quite uh, quite grubby. So I don't think there's I've seen any on the most way. But if you do see one, then you can get in contact with them, and they'll come and do something about it. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's really good. Ooh. So that's useful to know. Thank you very much. Yes. And then I had a lot of contact with Screaming Tomato. <laughs> I think they're still in lockdown, and he's clearly a little bit bored. He talked about measurements and said <laughs> sent, sent this little joke, which I thought was very funny. So my new next door neighbour knocked on my door last week and said, I want to wallpaper my lounge diner. Have you done yours? Why, yes, I said, three months back. How many rolls of paper did you buy? He asked. Seventeen, I replied. He thanked me and left. Yesterday morning, he banged on my door and shouted, I papered my walls and I had six rolls left over. So did I. So one word in that, so buy instead of use. Yes. That's why you have to be precise. Mm. And actually, that may have been a joke, 
but that is the sort of thing the Screaming Tomato would do. Yeah, it's the sort of thing you would do as well, to be honest. Yes, you it would is, send absolutely. someone away knowing that they were in for a fail. Well, not a fail, they've just got wallpaper left over. Uh, he then went on to say, some hours later, lol, you crack me up complaining about 28 degrees. We have 28 degrees and we're barely in spring. Their 28 degrees is very different to our 28 degrees, though, I feel like. Like, when I was in America, we, like, 40 degrees, but it was, it's, like, dry heat. Yeah, it's not humid heat. Rather than humid heat. So, although it's 40 degrees, it doesn't feel like 40 degrees. It feels more like 20. It could well be humid, though. I don't know. I mean, some areas of Australia are very humid. Mm. A couple of points to be made here. It's number one, we are British and we will complain about the weather, whatever. Yes, you know, whichever, hot, whichever way it yeah. swings, too wet, we too will dry. complain. Yep, the whole lot. Also, it was 28 degrees in the office in which I'm working. And I'm sure, being a hot country, you have air conditioning. So I think, yes, a little less on there. But he did send you a gift on how to fall asleep. So it's a Ooh. TED Talk by a gentleman called Jim Donovan, How to Trick Your Brain into Falling Asleep. Interesting. So there is a transcript as well, so you can read But that the TED Talk won't make me fall asleep. Well, who knows? Maybe that's it. Maybe you watch <laughs> the TED Talk, you go, oh, and you're gone. This is so boring. (laughs) And the last thing is, I almost used the WD-40 trick for lawnmowers today. Turns out it wasn't required. I think the point was, is you put the WD-40 on before you start, not when the grass starts sticking to the inside of the grass box. So uh, not sure what you're up to there. But maybe it looked out, and when it's 28 degrees, there's no humidity, the grass is bone dry, I'm just going to cut it. and It won't stick. So I have to tell you, there are a couple of car-related subjects I want to discuss this week. Oh, golly. Okay, here we go. So This will set me to sleep. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) So I saw a video of a review from a farmer on the new Land Rover Defender. Now, I'm a massive fan of the old Defender and sort of balk a little bit at what's clearly not the same thing being sold as a Defender, and not to mention the price, which is quite high. And what he'd done, he'd tried to not spec this up too much. So he went around the code, he's explaining it as a base model, but this cost a bit more, this cost a bit more. So it's got steel wheels on it, perfect for a farmer. He didn't go for the black roof, which was an astronomical amount more money. But Basically. he did have a tow bar. And he said a tow bar came in, I think it was either £1,100 or £1,300, which to me seems like an awful lot of money. Just a tow bar? Yeah, it's not just a tow bar. So Ah. you you open the door at the back, and very cleverly, I mean, one of the things that I do occasionally and will always produce bad language is walking into the tow bar on the back of my Volvo, (laughs) because they are unmovable. The only thing that deflects is your shin, and it really does hurt. So... Some of the manufacturers have been quite clever in that the tow bar either removes. On this one, it goes away electronically. So you press a button and the thing pops out and locks up and then you press another button and assuming you haven't got a trailer connected to it, it will then fold underneath the back bumper, which I think is a brilliant idea. But how much is that going to cost when that goes wrong? Because it's bound to get wrong. Yeah, well... Yes, it was a bit, uh, I thought it was a bit over the top. Nice idea, but actually I would just prefer one you could bolt in and out. Yeah, and put a big sock over it so it doesn't hurt when you walk into it. Well, it'd have to be a pretty big sock. But no, if you unbolt it and you take it off, oh, yeah. every, you know, I suppose if you're using it a lot, fold away one is is better. 
So it'll be interesting to see how that review goes on that. That's, uh, so that's Harry's Farm, if anyone's interested, which is a YouTube channel, which is the sister channel of Harry's Garage. And Harry was the mm. founding member of Evo magazine. So he was a farmer beforehand, suddenly decided to set up this magazine and has managed to acquire quite a lot of cars after selling it. But very nice chap and really interesting. Well worth oh. to look if you're into your cars. Which, obviously, you're not. But you might be into farming. So, as everybody seems to be with uh, uh, Clarkson's Clarkson. farm. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, I also rummaged around and, and found what can only be described as peak car button. So, if you look at electric cars now, a lot of modern cars, they see, well, certainly the cheaper ones, everything operates through a touchscreen. There's very few buttons yes. on the car. Some of the more expensive cars, bizarrely, do have dedicated buttons. And this is a trend we've seen for some time. So BMW started it in the late 90s, early 2000s. So they would have this sort of eye control that would uh, twist and do all sorts of things and go through menus on the screen. So it's it's been heading that way for some time. But 1987, clearly was the peak and there's a picture here of a nissan gloria so this was before nissan decided to call their car something sensible and not some kind of <laughs> bizarre names and there was a number of female names that should be a bit odd and apart from the fact it appears to have a complete hi-fi system from a lounge in it with two separate units and a whole it load of buttons. really does it, there's just buttons all over the place. I mean, there are buttons for everything. There's a ton of them on the steering wheel, which actually in 1987 was quite unusual. Uh, all sorts of lights and dials and what have you. It's um, definitely peak car button. The other thing, apart from the name, and again, this is one of my pet peeves, is people referring to mirrors mounted on the car door as wing mirrors, because they're not wing mirrors, they're door mirrors. And if you've ever driven a car with wing mirrors, you'll know how rubbish wing mirrors are. What they've done, what Nissan have done for the Gloria, is mounted door-sized mirrors on the wings. Oh, God. And they are enormous. They're, it's like a stately home with the inside <laughs> and these massive mirrors on it. It's, Im it's immense. And these mirrors, I mean, it would decapitate a pedestrian if you ran one over they stick out pretty far don't they they do it's the sort of thing you'd see on a car towing a caravan where you have to push yes the, mirrors the extra out. mirror yeah, the extra they really are enormous i don't quite know why they're on there maybe it's a japanese thing i'm not sure we saw this car in this country it's not one i i recognize to be honest see i thought they were called wing mirrors because they look like wings no they were called wing mirrors because they were mounted actually on the wing so i didn't know probably about there was a wing on the car. Yeah. Well, there is. The front wings. You must have heard them called that. Possibly. Yeah, just ignored it. <laughs> utterly, utterly ignored it. <laughs> Your sister has just got a new job, and part of that was based on the fact that she changed an alternator on her car. What's that? <laughs> yes. They enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what an alternator is? Uh, can I give it a guess? No. Well, okay, go on, give it a guess. Go on. Is it the thing helps change the gearbox? No. Oh. No, it generates electricity. No. Nowhere near that then. No. no. Charges your phone. Talking about cars, unfortunately, had another breakdown. Yes. I've yes, heard. Yes. So we went to the dump on Saturday and got halfway there and the coolant light came on, which is not unusual. It does leak a little bit. But it, what normally happens is it goes out again. If you're going down a hill, it will come on and then we'll mm. go up. 
It just needs a bit of a top up. But we got to the uh, the well, the recycling centre. Open the bonnet had a look, no water in it whatsoever, and there was a trail of water through the road, and then we as reversed back against the bin. And also there was a funny clattering noise. So the very nice, helpful people at uh, the recycling centre gave us some water in a wine carafe that they found at the back of one of the bins. Lovely. <laughs> yep, so we filled it up, got home, and used my pump-up thing. It's the third time now. And it's mm-hmm. pouring out of the water pump. So it's, uh, it's gone off, hopefully. That's it. So that's what the noise is as well. But that was a bit annoying. So important question here. Go on. Is it time to buy a new car? Wife of Grumpy said the same thing, and I said no. It's a lovely old car, but it's broken down a lot recently. It has. In the last six weeks, it has been a little temperamental. But the engine's perfect, apart from the water pump. Emissions... <laughs> apart from the fact she keeps breaking down. It's only twice, and those have been ancillary parts. So you could go and spend, I don't know, £10,000 on another Volvo, and drive it out, and then same thing happens. So these are consumable items that have gone. They're not um, they're not big items. Okay. Uh, so few hopefully more years it's a water pump. Yeah, few yeah, good well, I'd like to get to half a million miles, which is not far off, I can imagine. Two hundred and twenty five thousand away. So So by the time you've driven to France and back next year. That's not two hundred thousand miles. Oh no, no, no. I know that, that's but that's a good it's well, a, a tiny percentage there. You get you get in the 1%. long journeys in though, aren't you? Uh, well, actually using it. Anyway, I think we've talked enough about cars. You're looking yes, like you're about to I agree. off. So I wanted to talk about game shows because we both yes. love a game and we both love a game show. I have some favourites and I have some ones I don't quite understand. <laughs> and I have a very simple rule. If I can't understand it in the first couple of minutes and I'm not interested. Yeah, 100%. Because it seems to happen. They'll take a fairly simple quiz and then make it unbelievably difficult mm. by adding some sort of physical thing in there that you have to do jumping from. Just all these bizarre rules that you just get. My head hurts now. Just just ask some questions and get people to answer. Yeah, it's like the bamboozled game in Friends, isn't it? I don't remember that. Oh, do you know, oh it's all the rules and no no sense to it at all. Is this the one with the cups? Not no, the one where that's a different Chandler's one. trying to give Joey... Oh, it's a different one. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that one was also... <laughs> yeah, it was quite good. It's not a general logical. So if you had to pick a favourite, yeah. what would you go for? I catchphrase. Yes, I quite like catchphrase actually. I love catchphrase. Yeah. It's not really questions though, but I do love catchphrase. It does make you think. It does make you think. And also, we are quite a competitive family, would you agree? Mm, possibly. Yeah, possibly. So on a when we used to watch catchphrase together, Charlotte, oh my god, a whole other level. She's good at that one. She is very good at that actually. She's very good at mm. that one. But I'd always try and beat her, and it's the one thing I could never beat her at. Well, that's a Mario Kart. That a Mario Kart, yeah. Fair point, fair point. See, my favourite at the moment is Richard Osman's House of Games. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, it's a very good one. It's on at six o'clock in the evening, and they have five programmes during the week, and it's the same contestants for each five. Oh, no, I have seen that, and I do like that one. So some really interesting games on there. Um, there was one we were watching last night where it was introduction to a piece of music. So you'd hear the first couple of seconds, and then you had to press the buzzer when the singing started. 
Oh, that's interesting. Really interesting. That oh, that'd be because wild. in that first couple of seconds, you've just sort of got enough time to work out what it is, what song it is, mm. and then trying to remember how much of an introduction Intro. there was. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. And the answer smash, which they always have at the end, which is a picture and a phrase, and somehow the two join. I think is very clever. Yes. Um, generally, people are quicker than I can operate my mouth. Is that the one where they also have the game where you have to incorporate something into the answer? So you, the answer is like a name, but you have to like put Canada or there's like a picture. Yeah, there is some of you those. To, yeah. You yes. Have to that's merge right. Yes. The actual answer with the picture answer. Yes, to make, it doesn't. Right. The answer isn't a real word necessarily. No, that no one, it's I two like words that. smashed together. Hence yeah, word smash. That's quite cleverly named. And we've I talked like about uh, is it just connect before on here, which is one of Davros's favourite programs. Yes, we have. And he always says you've got to start watching it from the beginning of the series, not come in halfway through. Mm, halfway. But that that makes my head hurt. That one. Yeah. That's that's not for the faint-hearted. Another one I like is the chase, but not because of the game purely because of the host <laughs> he is one of the funniest people on television bradley he's so yeah. funny and he just loses it as well i'm sure they come up with questions specifically where, yeah. to make him laugh and we've had some absolute corkers on there which i'm sure are on youtube if you search for them yes yeah bradley walsh the chase and the best one will mm. come up 100 percent uh, fun fact, I saw him on holiday in his swimming trunks. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yes, well, thank goodness he was wearing swimming trunks. I know, he was with his son, so I'd hope he was wearing oh, swimming yeah. trunks. I call it like Mastermind and University Challenge, and I feel if I manage to answer one question, then I'm, I'm yeah. done. I'm happy. I don't enjoy watching things where people are more intelligent than myself. Is that why you watch Love Island? That is why I watch Love Island. Although some of them are more intelligent than me. They, they had a... No, doctor trained to be a surgeon on there. Mm. And she obviously got paid for being on there, donated it all to the NHS. Oh, how kind. Yeah, her whole, the whole paycheck that she got from them, because she oh. didn't realise she was getting paid. She thought you only got paid if you won or went into the oh, okay. final. Well, that's so, very yeah. generous. Talking of game shows, I've not seen anything about The Apprentice this year, and that is one of the car <gasps> crash reality TV shows I like. That is the best one. I wonder why. I wonder, COVID, wow. I, I thought I saw something about it coming. Hope maybe they'll just push it back a bit. But that is one of the best. Oh, no, it's early next year. That'll yes. be good. That'll be good to have that back. Yes, that's that's a good one. I quite like it in the autumn, though, because there's a nice drawer in it. Don't yes. feel like you're wasting too much time watching something that's really quite atrocious. <laughs> The one I struggled with in terms of game shows was Pointless to begin with. Oh, I like Pointless. I, I really enjoy it now, but it took me a while to get it. So that breaks my rule of understanding yes. what's going on. Yes, yeah, so that that's always sparks quite a lively debate, to be honest, about that. I, I like watching that one, but I don't tend to know many answers because I get very... Once I've thought of an answer, I struggle to think of any other answer other than yeah. that answer. Yeah. So thinking of... And the first answer that comes to my head is obviously going to be super popular and not give you zero points. Yes, that's why you have to go into deep thought. Yes, but I don't really tend to have that deep thought. No, no, we have seen that. Yeah, I tend to just go with the first thing that comes into my head. And some of it, it must depend on the people they've asked. 
some of the questions are obviously to somebody who's a bit older, they would know the answer, but a youngster maybe not. And vice versa, if it's to do with popular music, as they call it, then it'd be very difficult to ask me a question on that and stand any chance of getting anything right. Yeah. Overall, I quite like a game show, particularly like a quiz show. Quiz show. One or two. Picture show. (laughs) Picture show. (laughs) I quite like quiz nights at the pub as well. Yes. Those are quite good, but they can be taken a bit too seriously. Oh, yeah. It has to be a fun quiz quiz night. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I'll tell you another show that is absolutely cracking is Taskmaster. Oh, that is. Yes, I've forgotten about that one. Yes, and Alex Horn. Yes. Yes. That's not so much of a game show because obviously it's not like answering questions, but it is absolutely hysterical. It is a little bit like. It's a knockout was in the 70s, just very slightly along the same lines where you're doing something that's really ridiculous. But you do have yes. to think about it. It's, and it's really interesting seeing different people's approach. Yes. Have you, my favourite one is where they make them put the three inflatable like yoga balls on the top of a hill. And they have oh, to put three of them. They all have to be on the mat on the top of the hill. Absolutely hysterical, that one. And do they have to be inflated? Yes. Uh, I don't think they say, but they don't give you anything to de-inflate them. Deflate. Deflate them. <laughs> Deflate. De-inflate. Deflate. That's like on the line. It is very much on the line. Yes. One one person asked two ladies who would happen to be walking up the hill to sit on the balls until she got back up there with the third one. Oh, that's quite a good idea. Yes. Yeah. That Somebody else, because I think the wording is you have all three balls on the mat on the top of the hill so someone went up got the mat brought it back down and put the three balls on it but because it was on the mat that's on the top of the hill yeah it worked it counted because it was putting the balls on the mat not on the top of the hill yes the mat just happened to be up there yes yes it comes back to how many rolls of paper did you buy it's understanding what what's being asked of you yes that's why i always was really rubbish at english questions in like my gcse's because i never really understood what was being asked (laughs) i didn't know what they wanted to know specifically (laughs) no that's often a mystery in exams to be honest i found which is why i try avoiding them so something else i've noticed with game shows is there seems to be some sort of inverse law between how difficult it is to win and the prize that you win. Yes. So take Mastermind, for example, and it is a very coveted award to win that. I mean, to win that is pretty cool. But it's not mm. like you win a holiday to the Caribbean no. and, and a couple of hundred thousand pounds. You win a trophy or a plate or something, which you'd be very proud of. But then you get the other end of the spectrum where you've answered some questions, sat in a box somehow with lots of lights and things and flashing bits, and you've won like um, the chase. either a massive... Like not the, the chase. chase. Um, like the cube. The cube, I don't really understand, to be honest. I find that a bit annoying. It's complete it's just a bit the task. Too slow. It's it is bit, quite slow. It is slow. very slow. And actually, talking about slow, Tenable, which is actually quite a clever program, I think. They spend far yes. too much time building up a bit of atmosphere by waiting from when the answer's said to when they start putting the lights up and it goes, don't, mm. don't, don't, come on, get on with it. You know, life is too short to wait for this. They have to fill the slot time, though, don't they? 
Well, they do, but they could do that with another question. There must be other ways of doing that. It just drags it out a bit. And then I never understand the order the questions or the answers are in. That's always a bit bizarre. And how do they get to the top ten? Top ten of what? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. My perfect game show. Yes. I think, I think you'll agree with me here, is hosted by Greg Davis. 100%. Or maybe Jimmy Carr. Yeah, I do like Jimmy. I feel like if you, if it was hosted by Jimmy Carr, though, well, no, Greg Davis would rip the out of you either way, actually. Well, it depends what time it's on. But yes. I think I think either, as, as somebody said about going to see Al Murray, don't sit in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> because he will go along and, yes, hit the mic. Anyway, so Greg Davis hosting. There has to be cheese in it somewhere. I yeah. don't know how. Maybe a cheese award or some sort of... Mousetrap type of game. Yeah, actually, maybe. Yeah, the old mousetrap game, yeah. that sort of thing. So maybe you answer questions and you get a bit of the mousetrap. There's only going to be one bit of cheese on that, and I'd like to see more cheese. Yeah, all the cheese. So Yeah, so maybe you win bits of cheese as you go along. And nice, easy, general knowledge questions. Yes. So none of this complicated stuff. No. Really Multiple easy. choice question <laughs> multiple choice is always good i like a um, multiple choice question and if it's multiple choice it means there's going to be a big prize at the end as well so a yes, big normally. piece of cheese or mm. lots of little pieces of cheese and i would also like some uh help lines help lifelines yes like in i'm a millionaire that's yeah, not what it's would called would you like to be a millionaire would you like or who wants to be a millionaire yes that would be quite useful Although generally the people they phone are useless. Yeah. No idea. Very so, useless. Yeah. Well, it'd be like phoning me for a question about popular fashion. <laughs> not going to happen, is it? No. Whilst we're talking about television, I'm just going to throw a bit of a curveball in. Mattress adverts. Why are there so many on the television? And I don't know whether it's because time of day. So I... I haven't done it much lately, but sometimes when I have lunch, I'll just sit down and watch something on the telly. Normally, it's a rerun mm. of Top Gear or something like that. But there does seem to be a disproportionate number of mattress adverts. And they're I... very long adverts as well. Mm. So either that slot is really cheap to have an advert in, or they're making so much money from selling adverts, uh, selling mattresses that they can afford big slots. I think it also has something to do with the fact that there's a lot of mattresses now that you buy online and they get delivered in a box those like foam ones you wouldn't get if you went to a mattress store like okay. weirdly i went to a bed shop to get our new bed and mattress and actually lay on it and tried it mm. out whereas you can't do that with these ones because they just come and then you can send them back if they aren't working for you so they need to be more advertised in on tv and things for people to actually see them yeah i guess so but it just seems there just seem to be so many different manufacturers of these mattresses, yeah, and all work in the same way. Where you buy it online or over the phone, and they send it to you. The question I have though is, if you send it back, do you have to put it back in the box? Because I reckon <laughs> that's quite hard. I reckon that's really. I think I think that would actually be impossible because they vacuum pack it into the box. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Maybe the terms and conditions are must it's be really returned hard. in the original packaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah there is a sneaky way actually that you can vacuum pack things without a vacuum packer vacuum cleaner yes or a hairdryer that blows no if you put the end that sucks in to the bag and it sucks it through yes that could work it does sound like a recipe for burning out your hairdryer 
Well, if you have it on cool, just don't have it on hot. Even so, I think I'd, I'd be a little bit worried about it. When you have a vacuum cleaner that is designed to suck rather than blow. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think about that. I was In my head, I was like, oh, is there a reversible button on a vacuum cleaner? So, some of them do. I forgot do. that they, no, suck, no. they suck rather than blow. Some, some of them do. We've had uh, a friend of ours had one for blowing up an inflatable boat. And it was a mm. sort of builder's type cheapy vacuum cleaner that went blue as well as such, which is quite useful if you're blowing out dust. Yes, out for little cracks. Yes, yeah, so mattress adverts do sit a mystery to me. I don't know why there are so many. So if you know the reason, then please let us know. Put me out of my misery. Yeah. Now, have you got a top tip for this week? I do have a top tip for this week. We have briefly touched on the subject. Again? Yes. The last no, two haven't been brilliant. It's Let's, a better one. I'll be one. honest. It's a, it is a better one. It couldn't be much worse. <laughs> And I have to confess, I did have to edit quite a lot out of last week's one. Out of my waffling. I waffled a lot. we strayed into a territory that I thought was a bit risque. (laughs) So I cut that bit out. Oh, okay. (laughs) So anyway, it's a lot simpler, my top tip this week. My top tip is, if you get a delivery, check it is actually what you ordered before you then need to nail it. No, screw it into the ground. Yes. Yes, correct. Or you might run the risk of being called a man when you're a woman, like I did. Well, that was all a bit confusing. But I suspect it the was. majority of people that go to that DIY shop are male. But you still shouldn't assume. Absolutely I was. Right. I was very assume. annoyed about the whole situation, yeah. to be honest. And I made him apologise. <laughs> very good. Sure it was a him? It was a him because I knew his name, but ah. he didn't know my name. Which is why he assumed I was a man. Yes. I think with those things, that, that was on chat, wasn't it? It was on chat, yes. Yeah, I tend to find that actually talking to somebody is a lot better. Oh, uh, yeah, I got the whole thing was resolved in seconds in the store. Yeah. I've had a number of um, things I've had to take back to mm-hmm. DIY stores, and sometimes it's not easy, particularly if you haven't got the receipt, they get a bit, um, get a bit of a frosty. Yeah. Well, yeah, and all I was asking for was a gift or voucher to then spend more money, spend it back in the store. Good, but that is a top tip. That is a good top tip. of the delivery before you need to use them. Mm. Oh, I've got another top tip. Oh, Oh, no, we'll do. No, I was just thinking another mistake that I made this week, (laughs) which caused me a couple of hours of stress yesterday. (laughs) When you're booking a plane ticket, don't use your shortened name, use your real name. I booked a plane ticket for Chris under Chris ah. and not Christopher, which um, then I realised is that they don't let you on the plane if your plane ticket doesn't match your passport. Oh, no. Oh, that is a that is a truly good top tip. Yes, which I, I just didn't even... Because Edinburgh as well, so I literally... I wasn't even thinking about being abroad. I wasn't really thinking about the use of a passport. Do you need, to, do you need a passport to get to Scotland? You need the passport because you're in the airport. Not because okay. you're in, sort of ID. you're flying to mm. Edinburgh. You just well, actually, I think you can do it on a driving license, but the same counts. Mm, I would think so because if you've not in the, got in the, a the name has to match. But I think yes, you can, it's yes. just photographic ID in yes. the airport. Yeah. Ooh, but anyway, a double top tip. That's a double actually top tip. Both top tips. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Onwards and upwards, as they mm. say. Yeah, and also for that, you need to ring the airline up because they will change it for free because it is still the person but the online it tried to charge me a hundred pound which was the cost of the tickets in the first place to change chris to christopher because it was over three letters 
That's lengthiest, surely. Well, it has a three-letter spelling mistake allowance. Okay. But because it technically wasn't a spelling mistake either, they were fine. They changed it for me. Was that three characters each time? So could you have just gone back and changed it until you got the right name? Oh, I don't know. After I stressed out about being charged £100, I rang them and spoke to them. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. We'll just change it. I was like, okay, cool. I wonder if they did it three letters at a time. They just override, don't they? I have a very long fact of the week. Do you? But it is Oh, my God, I've just scrolled on our notes. It's an extremely long one. (laughs) It is, isn't it? And this came from the Screaming Tomato as well. So it's. I think we should dedicate this episode to the Screaming Tomato. We'll send you a mug. and this is what, well, yes, we will actually. Oh, yes, on merch news. Yes, we, we have, the mugs have arrived and they need a bit of fettling. But once, uh, once we've got a bit of time, we'll uh, set up the shop. Yes. And then get some stuff rolling. But I was very pleased with the t-shirts. I thought they were, they were good. Very pleased with the t-shirts. Hang on with the t-shirts. And mm. I think, as I say, we were talking about Twatter Spotter last week. And I think we ought to have a Twatter Spotter t-shirt and mug yes. set just in time for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yes, let's let's get on with that. Anyway, back to fact of the week. Yes. And this is worth sticking with because it all ties up at the end. And it reminds me a little bit of the James Burke programs called Connections or Circles Mm. and how he then always goes back to something original. So this is right up my street. So the United States standard road railroad gauge, so that's trains, is four foot eight and a half inches, which is a slightly odd measurement. So why did we use that? Or why did they use that? And that's because when we built them in England, that's how why we built them. So why did we build them like that? Because the first rail lines were built by people who built wagon tramways, and that's the gauge they used. So why did they build them like that? Because the wagons that were going on the roads were that distance apart to fit in the ruts of the roads. And those roads were built by the Romans, and the Romans' wagons were built so you could get two horses between the wheels. So basically, mm-hmm. the railways in the UK and in the US are built to fit two horses' two bottoms horses. in. Two horses' bottoms. Now, the twist in this story is, is if you've ever watched the space shuttle launch, then there's two booster rockets on the side. Mm. I mean, we haven't had one for a very long time, so there's a big one at the back and two on the side. And those are transported by rail. And they ideally would have been bigger, but because they can't overhang the railway, because they get stuck in a tunnel, they were made a bit smaller. And again, that was back to the fact that the Romans built their carriages to get two horse bottoms in there. So it's the size of two horse bottoms? Basically, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Plus a little bit to get whatever bits they need to attach to the horses. So it goes back to Roman times. So the Romans really did rock. You know, we still see it so much today with Roman roads in this country and obviously in Italy as well. And there's some very famous ones. But uh, the A5, yeah. for example, is some of that is just so straight. It's incredible. <laughs> Bits of the A2 in Kent as well. Um, makes you wonder why we ever build roads with bends in. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you need one every now and then, but some of them are just so twisty. Presumably, go around people's land. Be, ro- be more Roman. Yeah, I saw an interesting picture on Facebook that was cobbled road built by Romans that was fully intact, still quite flat looking, compared to a countryside road built by us in 2021 with and so many potholes, there was barely any road left. Yeah, that's an unfair comparison. Have you ever driven over cobbled road? 
yeah, it's not the comfiest. But they weren't built to be driven over, I guess. Well, then the pothole thing's immaterial, isn't it? Because yeah. if you're not going to get a pothole in a road, you don't drive over. I mean, but it still lasted longer. It has lasted longer. There's no two ways about it. And I'm not defending our roads at all. <laughs> not happening. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.